Sanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Good afternoon. It's day 56 of our 100 days of call-in. As I've indicated before, um, we are taking Sundays off now. So it won't be like an unbroken, completely continuous 100 days of call-in anymore. But... You know, my humanity must come up for air, and um, gotta gotta have one day of rest a week. You know, even even God did it supposedly. So, not you know, there is a belief out there that God took one day to after six days of hard work and just said, "Yeah, I'm just gonna take rest." So, it's like not a bad example to follow. Not a bad example. Hmm. So, welcome to the show. Go ahead and send this out to all the people. We are deconstructing the character assassin today, which is necessary. It's a necessary thing to do because it's become it's become pretty popular to do this. And I think that what I've discovered through my amateur's journey through the internet is that the character assassination is not necessarily an illegal or or it's not necessarily a legal act there is defamation that can be involved and um, that's that's an important point to make both sides we have 56 days left of the political election cycle Okay, it's getting it's in getting in that nasty ugly phase. And so <clears throat> again, my my complaint here is that if we're going to enjoy democracy and and open elections and uh participate in and valid legal suffrage in this country, we have to not criminalize the voters. And what has been happening and will continue to happen occasionally is that dirtbag tactics are used on people who would vote for their political opponent. Or it is the people who are using dirtbag tactics to make their political side seem like they are unduly victimized. And um, there's all kinds of sleight of hand and chicanery and just dirtball, dirtball, dirtball stuff that happened right around this time in this crap sandwich before an election happens, okay? For for one thing, there are more than two parties out there. I will say it for the sake of saying so, that there are more than two parties out there. Um, there's more than two options to pick on the ticket. Some of them can be write-in candidates. Some of them can be, uh, you know, from another party that is not the Republican Party and not the Democratic Party. Um, but they are pushed to the margins and treated like they're non-options. And so, you know, somewhat successfully for many, many, many decades, uh, the two major parties, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, have both said these other parties shall not exist or they shall be used to uh, make us more powerful by voting for the other one. And uh, that's not necessarily so. In a, in a democracy, you're free to 
participate and choose the candidate that follows your conscience. Conscience, excuse me. Um, so, as a neutral, say, say I was in placing myself in the position of being kind of like the neutral referee here. Character assassinations are used by all political um, vehicles, and sometimes they use not so legal tactics. And so we have to kind of deconstruct that a little bit. So we'll be getting into the legal definition, just the armchair legal definition, and then tomorrow we're going to follow up and see if we can't uh, get get crisis comms in the room. Someone from a crisis communications firm to kind of really kind of kind of dig in a little bit further. So character assassination assassination excuse me refers to the slandering or vicious personal verbal attack on a person with the intention of destroying or damaging that person's reputation or confidence. In other words, it is malicious verbal assaults designed to damage or tarnish the reputation of a person. Once done, the acts are often difficult to reverse or rectify. Therefore, it is likened to a literal assassination of a human life. The damage sustained can last a lifetime or, for historical figures and important personalities, for many centuries after their death. It involves a deliberate attempt to destroy a person's reputation, especially by criticizing them in an unfair, now this is key, it's got to be unfair, unfair and dishonest way when they are not present, which is the act of, you know, simple triangulation psychologically. All right, so it's it's rumoring, gossiping, um, <clears throat> and, and some triangulation. So we'll we'll get into that later. It can involve exaggeration or manipulation of facts to present an untrue picture of the targeted person, double speak, spreading of rumors, innuendo, or deliberate misinformation. And misinformation is real. Uh, to to deliberate. Inf misinformation on topics relating to the subject's morals, their integrity, and reputation. It is a form of defamation. So let's just put that out there right on the top. Character assassination is a form of defamation. So if someone goes after a person, a public person, a private person, someone you know, someone in your family, and they seek to assassinate their character just understand they may be committing a form of legal defamation so before you get all crazy and uppity and think you're gonna go attack a person's character and do it in a dirtbaggy way where you say things that are not necessarily so true um, just understand that's against the law and there are criminal penalties and there are civil penalties. Civil penalties carry like fines and you know they can sue you just like Johnny Depp got dragged. Uh, his his dirty business and his his old photos got thrown up on the court, you know, and and it was it was sad to watch. But you know what he won? He won his defamation suit against Amber Heard. And um and everybody got to see what that looked like, which was really important. So, um, on a person-to-person -person level, what the experience might be like, I'm going to read this account. So, this is a, a blog 
uh, from Self Archaeology by one Darius Sikinavinius Viticus. <laughs> um, character assassination and how to handle it. I'm just going to read part of it because it's quite long. It says they can't kill the truth, so they try to assassinate the character. Those of us who've encountered people with narcissistic, predatory, or even sociopathic tendencies, for the sake of simplicity, referred to as a manipulator, so I'm going to just break out here and say, sometimes people who have specific political aims or specific competitive aims will also seek to assassinate the character, because they can't do anything else. So, <clears throat> for for the sake of simplicity, we're going to refer that to them as the manipulator. They've, we have experienced a phenomenon where the manipulator tries to vilify a person using triangulation. So let's let's just look at that definition now. Boom, triangulation. So triangulation is a term in psychology most closely associated with the work of uh, Marie Bowen, uh, known as family therapy. Bowen theorized that a two-person emotional system is unstable and that under stress it forms itself into a three-person system or a triangle. So it starts with a family. And family triangulation, the third person can be either used as a substitute for direct communication or can be used as a messenger to carry the communication to the main party. Usually this communication is it's back-channeling. Okay, so usually this communication is expressed to satisfaction with the main party. Well, I'm not going to tell you directly, so I'm going to tell this person over here. Well, so-and-so told so-and-so over there that you were doing this bad thing over there. La, 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 la. So everybody's done that. Everybody's been through that. Everybody knows what that is. It's gossip, and that is what triangulation is. So gossiping, power plays, mischaracterization saying that you did something that you didn't do, and other tactics. Um, the mechanism behind it, the manipulator is driven by shame, insecurity, and fear. So those are the three emotions at play when you're doing that. Um, as soon as they start feeling inferior, or as soon as you start to notice the manipulator's toxicity, or as soon as they notice you noticing, which is the most dangerous time, uh, <clears throat> they begin feeling deep insecurity. In their attempt to manage it, they may try to cover their tracks and save their image by giving you made-up explanations and excuses instead of recognizing their unhealthiness and working on themselves to overcome it. And of course, this can't be done instantly, so sometimes this will result in direct attacks, maybe physical attacks, maybe counter-reputational attacks, um, outright denials. Just, just flat denials like that isn't true with no substance. They, they give no. Ex if someone is confronted, say, with a bad behavior, obviously you saw them taking the cookie out of the cookie jar. They're caught, red-handed. Woof, got them. You took the cookie out of the cookie jar. Why did you do that? I didn't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. So they'll just, they'll just lie to your face in the moment. So that, that will happen. Humans do that. So, uh, if you're able to see through their smoke and mirrors tactics, ideally you will either set a firm boundary and distance yourself from them, or they will get terribly scared and ashamed and distance themselves from you because they avoid people who can see through their facade. 
like a plague. They avoid you like a plague. So uh, now, since manipulators are terrified by others, not liking them or removing their approval or having a negative perception of them, they will try to make themselves feel better by finding others to support their delusions. Oh, well, this person over here believes me because they don't know what this other person knows. So they will use their social power to go tell their circle their version of the story where you are a villain or where you are the perpetrator and they are the victim. And doing so, depending on the type of the relationship, they will say how you're a bad person, mischaracterize you, or be overly critical of you while in reality they're they're having an inferior moment. And in certain aspects, factually, they are and have been inferior and behaving inferiorly. Um, and they project that onto you and sometimes without even consciously realizing it. And in other cases, they may be sometimes what is called a devious type, where they see their remorseless destruction of you as a means to an end. Uh, this is the more professional type um, to, to realizing their own goals, that they will justify it with a soothing narrative where you are a villain. Uh, they have no choice but to do what they are doing, and, and that's why they're the hero. So they will use various manipulation tactics to gain people's trust, they want you to trust them. And then sometimes the very people they aim to destroy, they will all, they, and then utilize in their attempt to assassinate their targets. Um, fundamentally, when the manipulators become so in so dark light, they are cowards. They're behaving cowardly. So they need a group to get their, their narcissistic supply. They start enabling and they get the resources for schemes from that. So in many ways, they're just like bullies who intimidate or beat somebody up four to one, sending their goons after you, or they try to sabotage you uh, with lies and deception. So I mean, it's, it's really dirtbaggy stuff. They usually use their group, uh, and it consists of, of people who unconditionally admire them. Yes men, or like-minded people, um, minions, dependents, enablers, people who don't have their own identity, and won't question um, the manipulator. So in psychology, this whole mechanism is called their character assassination, and it does involve triangulation, gossiping, power play, tribalism, reality distortion, mischaracterization. And this phenomenon is widely common. It's common. That's the other thing. It's like you think that it's, it, it's happening on playgrounds in every school in the country right now. Someone out there is getting character assassinated by another kid right now. We all know it. We all saw it happen. We've been we've been witnesses to this crime our entire lives. So I just want you to know it's it's not uncommon, and everybody's afraid of it because it it's like they're afraid of getting in car wrecks or you know falling in holes. <laughs> it's just. It's just one of the common bad things that happens to a, a human being in life. Um, or it could. So people are, are constantly in a defensive posture when they think about being character assassinated because it's a bad thing that can happen to you. And, um, and during a political cycle, when this we have a generalized environment of character assassination, that is what has changed. It used to be, well... The person taking up the mantle of leadership to challenge the other person who has the current incumbent leadership is going to be the person getting assassinated in their character. 
Um, but now it has broadened to the party. One party chooses to po- posit themselves as angelic virtue and the paragon of all that is right with the world, while this group over here, they are so bad, they shall be erased from the planet. They are the absolute villain and cannot be tolerated at any and all cost. Now, this is a delusion. It's not legal because in an active legal voting system, people can choose which party they want to vote for. And so to criminalize, for one to criminalize the other when they have the power is a character assassination. It is defamation and it is not legal. So that needs to be said. It needs to be said now because when you see it happening, if you see it happening, you have to know that that's not legal. And you can tell the person whom this is happening to, if it's you, if it's someone else, you don't have to participate in an illegal act. Okay? Whether you vote for the person that they're talking about or you don't agree with them at all. If someone is being castigated or thrown down in an unfair manner because they are wanting to vote for the rival or whatever, that is not an illegal act. And if they are character assassinated for doing so, that is wrong. And it is potentially a court matter. Okay? So <clears throat> let's go go a little bit further down down the road. So what can happen? I just want people to be aware of some some research that's out there. There is an actual character assassination and reputation politics research lab that has a mountain of data. Okay, and so they have things like character assassination, reputation management theory, and applications. Like how does this happen? What are the effects? How does it impact public opinion? Is it effective? Are are character assassination attempts effective? Do they carry out their aims or do they just simply alienate the people whom they are clouding? You know, sometimes people just see right through it. They're like, that's a blatant character assassination. I don't believe that that's not credible. And then they walk away and they think less of the assassin and just, they just walk away from all of it. They're just like, no. No, this is this is dirt. This is dirt. This is beneath me. Okay, and then there's the Rutledge Handbook of Character Assassination and Reputation Management. There's a whole crisis field that has rep- that has evolved around reputation management. Part of it is the um, basically the kettling of data, knowing, trying to be all knowing of of the the positive and contrapositive in an arguing sense, you know, trying to have this holistic, crazy, you know, because the insecurity goes so high when you think that you're going to be attacked, you get very defensive. So people with a lot of money and a lot of stake, like say they have a, a, a big business and they've worked their entire lives to, to really make this business go. And, you know, maybe they're not, they're not spotless, but they're not as bad as they, they're being attacked for. They, they certainly aren't guilty of what what the claims are, you know, maybe they're not, they're not like super awesome, 
but they're not guilty. And this person is, like I said before, they are blowing it out of proportion. They're making their flaws seem like they're just so bad. And, you know, just way out of proportion, and that is defamation. So... So the art form of character assassination, if there is one, is to make a non-legal act seem legal and to carry themselves as the victim. And I feel like there has been a very broad overuse of the character assassination work into public discourse to where it is literally terrorizing the modern public who has any witness of it. To, to where they don't trust anything that they see on TV, which is why the media is, like, in the toilet, okay? Because they have been carrying the water for at least 12 election cycles of character assassinations exclusively. So when you don't trust them, I believe you, and I know why. So... There is a trauma that comes with it and that can be proved in court. So there, according to CARP, this is the, uh, the lab, they have also put out the traumatic psychological impact of character attacks on their targets. So there is a negative psychological and social impact to character assassinations. Okay, all of these things can be quantified and have been in defamation court. Do not be deceived. When a a true-to-form character assassination takes place, it is defamation, okay? You can be dragged into court. It is a bad place to be, and you will have to prove your way out of it. The accuser bears the risk, okay? If you are found, you're like, I'm going to character assassination this person and try to get away with it. And so far, there's been many, many character assassinations that have been non-prosecuted, and they have terrorized the public. But the other ones went to court, and the the case law against defamation is strengthening. So I encourage you to discourage the act of character assassination if you find it to be happening discourage the person who is doing it discourage the media denizen who is engaged in it and say find another way find another way criticize the policy don't go after the person because that is defamation so what I have as a follow up act today is to try to corral one of these crisis comms guys to come talk to us um about a class action. Now, there can be a group of people, you know, it starts in the case of of character assassinating an entire group of people, which I have watched also my entire life. And, you know, my whole life, my whole life, my whole life. And it's one of the reasons why I do this program. It's one of the reasons why I'm sensitive to it. It's just, it's just something I've seen happen. And I don't, I don't think it's good for humanity to, to do this. We're, we're losing we're losing good people all around. We, we, we're not engaging or fostering new relationships. We're not trying to reach out and, and 
build things together, we are harming one another by castigating entire groups of people. And, <clears throat> you know, we do need to ask people to, to answer to us for bad acts, for things that are, that, are, that are not quite right. But there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. Public humiliation has, should be limited. I'm, I'm increasing my knowledge on this and I'm, I'm beginning to be persuaded quite strongly that public humiliation is something that should be very, very limited in use because of the long-term impacts it has on human relationships. So um, we're 25 minutes in. I'm going to, hey, 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 cancel that. Um, I go to my go to my room here. I think I think there's a bunch of people. Oh my gosh! It's like a like a beautiful gift today. We have uh, Samantha and Miranda and Jonathan and Charlie and Joshua and Nate. So Nate is with us in the call queue. Let's just go ahead and take that call. Hey Nate, thanks for coming back. Awesome. Can you hear me? I can hear you clear. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so actually, you know, you made me think of something in a different way. Uh, than I normally do. So uh, character assassination, usually think of somebody in a position of power, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, to me, that's, it's all, that's been pretty clear. Like that's, that's a bad thing. Public. That's a bad example. Said, yeah. They're, no, they're... Well, it's, it's a bad, it's a bad example because typically it's like, Oh, if you, if you've seen it, if you've ever seen that, then you're like, Oh, clearly that's bad. Uh, when you said public humiliation, what it made me think of uh, are like when I used to pick up the paper and see people who had been like arrested for, you know, multiple crimes. Right. And it would put their face on splash their face all over the paper. Perp and walking. There we go. That's what they call perp walking. Thought, there we go. And I always thought of that as like, oh, well, you know, that's like a good deterrent or a good uh, like they deserve it. And I kind of have a second thoughts about that now as to whether, you know, because if you apply it on the level of somebody very powerful, you say, well, that's wrong. They deserve their day in court. And, uh, you know, if you apply that to somebody with less power, which, you know, not and not just perp walking, I'm talking like low level stuff, at least in my state, you know, that that mm-hmm. was a very common thing. Then, uh, you know, I guess if you apply that same standard then you would say, well, that's not right either. Um, so I, I have to, I have some sort of investigation on my own to do to say, well, why do I think one is definitely wrong? And another one is, is, is a good, you know, a good way to deter people from, from, uh, yeah, it kind of, you know, it kind of challenges your own notions of participation, you know, like how am I being misled here? You know, like that just because this is presented to me, like we're going to shake our stick at this, person on the page or you know we're kind of removed from it um how am i participating in this how am i contributing to this person what what if the assumptions about this person is wrong and um and i'm thinking about it because there's been many many occasions or at least three that i can think of right now where i was wrong i was wrong in my estimations about a person and it turned out that they were they were okay in the end, but the damage was kind of done. Well, and... in our modern in our modern modern media system, 
it happened so quickly now, right? And and mm-hmm. that's I think one of the things that Trump being in office has taught me is how quickly people are willing, you know, when they already have their mind made up of somebody, how willing they are to take any bit of information and uh, you know the bias. I'm trying to remember the name of that that uh, confirmation bias, and you know without any evidence really just with accusations and quote-unquote anonymous yeah, that's sources, defamation people, right there people are they are willing to and you know i if those things turned out to be true those specific mm-hmm. allegations i wouldn't have as much of a problem with the media doing it but in my estimation the media has gone way overboard Right. They're carrying the water of of character assassins. And and it's not legal. You can't say someone is guilty of a crime or say that they are criminal. And I hear it every day on the news right now. You know, and both sides do it. Both sides do it. Go ahead. Are you aware of of Sam Harris and his recent, uh, you know, he got in hot water? And I think for, for good reason, because... You know, publicly, he he actually said, well, the means justify the ends. And so, like, anything could have been. Oh, right. Sam Harris. I didn't care. This is the uh, philosopher, author, the Making Sense podcast guy who. who, who, Okay. He, he He greenlit the practice of character assassination. And, and, you know, he's one guy. But he's a bad example. Like, like he's he's carrying the water for character assassins and the practice of character assassination, which is bad practice, and it is defamation practice. Okay. Now, first, for me, for me, Nate, I mean, this has been a lifelong journey. For me, this has been about like how do we uh, how do we extract ourselves from being identified as criminals when we're not. You know, I, I did nothing wrong. What is my what is my crime? What have I done here? And this is why the Sixth Amendment is so important. We need to face our accusers and be able to say to them, you know, where is your proof? You know, before Absolutely. a jury of our peers, you've made a claim here. You know, where where is your proof? And then, you know, when someone provides their proof, you should be able to answer to that this claim. Now you could be what, full of crap and and you could be totally wrong and and be found out. Okay? And then this, and then you're you're gonna go have a book if you're if you need the your day in court. You need your legal day in court. This this is the big problem I've had with me too. Even though I'm sympathetic to the reasons behind people saying believe all women, I'm sorry. I am sorry, but you know, women and men both lie like they both lie and you know it is not right to be able to level somebody with an accusation alone it's it's just wrong and uh you know that to me i think there's been a there's been a series of kind of cultural events that have made people feel better about doing that and i think it's i think it's incredibly misguided i think it is uh, it is playing fast and loose with facts in order to achieve a desired end. And I think Sam Harris's uh, admission of that is 
something i don't think that's the uh, exception i think that's the rule and it's one of my major criticisms of the modern left is i think many people feel that way they are either too embarrassed or they feel like they're justified if they don't have to explain it but i'm sorry your facts are not better than my facts they are all equal facts and if you can't justify your position or your uh your uh if you're going to exclude debate, if you are going to exclude yes. the reasons yes. why you are qualified to act as a as a leader, if it, you're not going to take questions from the public about your absolutely. policies, you do not deserve the job. Absolutely, absolutely, you are you are uh, accountable to the public. Period. The people like it, and at least to at least to at least to uh you know getting criticism and having to uh having to accept it and having to debate you are obligated to that and now and, would anybody uh, else like to respond to any of this like what is the role that character assassination has played in either your recent history or your life um i know that after 2001 character assassinations really were used more sparingly before then uh they were kind of like the the rare animal but then they became less so and then entire groups of people um the muslim community became a huge target um of the bush administration which i thought was was grossly unfair i didn't think that that was the right way to handle american living um you know i became really really um alarmed by this because I know throughout American history single whole groups of people have been have been put into the you know the bad person box and um, we have to defend ourselves adequately if you end up in that box whomever you are you have to be someone who you just have to know how to defend yourself adequately and, and reach for civil libertarians and civil libertarian support in any event. Um, because one day you could be in that box. You don't want to be in that box. You don't want to be criminalized for things that aren't crimes, for Christ's sake. Um, and that's what I, I see happening. People are being dragged for things that aren't crimes. They're just not, they're not in any criminal code. You know, there's there, there are things that you know some politicos disapprove of, but they are not crimes. And you know, this is a a self-appointed um, political group that wants to terrorize another group of people for not doing what they want, and we have long tolerated it, and it is not. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not even legal. So when this happens, I think that there there should be. I'm I'm exploring the options of class action work, class action suits for instances of of mass or gross character assassinations of a group of people. I mean, it's. I think it's happened before. There's other case law on it. Um. You know, it's not just, but it started there before then. I mean, it's just, it, we have a history 
in this country of doing this and I I want this to be extinguished I want this practice to go away it is it is this the wrong thing to happen in America and it's it's really against human rights so um thanks for the call Nate I'm gonna take Joshua's call really quick hello Joshua you're up hello alright does anybody else want to respond would anybody else like to come up and share maybe a few thoughts or remarks about um, the role of character assassination in your in your daily um, how that's impacted how you see the um, I make you the next caller Derek so what what is your experience experience Derek well before you brought up uh, personal experiences I was just going to ask uh, if uh, anyone's brought up uh, Tara Reid Tara Reid no I, I, I don't know anything about it go ahead well the, the woman who accused Joe Biden of sexually assaulting her yeah I don't I don't know very much about it really wow okay yeah that, that was a big deal the hypocrisy of the democrats and the me too you know movement uh, was exposed dramatically because of that um but anyway aside from that i'd look i'd look into that um seems like you'd be okay i mean i'm i'm open to it i'm open to understanding that you know i'm i'm seriously evaluating you know the role of um you know the the me too thing was a scourge but it it seemed founded in reality, and I think that that's why it passed. I yeah, think that's one of the reasons why it it passed. Um, it and I'm beginning been a legitimate movement. It, it just wasn't because you know there's obviously misplaced loyalty, not only with the leadership of the movement, but mm-hmm. the members of the movement, the people that supported the movement. Um, you know, in a way that actually damaged. The movement that they claim to uh, support so much, and, and that'll happen. They they, they get they get a, a quick rise from from an uninformed practice, and then they don't they don't move to they're not agile enough to to counter their prior bad acts and say ah you know just because it got us here doesn't mean that we need to keep doing it. And right. that's a crisis communications call as well. So aside from that, I guess I, I'd just make a general observation that's ongoing. It's been going on, getting worse and worse, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from both uh, the Democratic, in quotes, and Republican parties, the members of those parties. Uh, forget leadership uh, and celebrity-type uh, political figures and commentators, just the members, everyday people becoming increasingly comfortable with using slander in a way that's beyond ridiculous, totally unfair, and, uh, well, hateful. Um, Nothing more ridiculous than having Democrats call me a sexist or a racist or misogynist. Yeah, and they don't don't really explain themselves. Like, how is this? It's just like, we're just going to take this bat, and because we didn't like what you said, we're going to beat you with it senselessly. Right. 
and Republicans calling me, you know, all kinds of names too, but I don't, I don't tend to do battle with uh, Republicans. I don't see them as being uh, any any version of an ally in my past. As okay. an independent, but a progressive, I always saw I always saw Democrats as my allies. Just kind of a dumber fucking version. Um, <laughs> but for the most part. Hey, Derek, I'm going to put you in the speaker column so we can take Joshua's call and we can talk together. Okay. You're being put into the speaker, and Joshua is made to the next caller. Okay. Go ahead, Joshua. You there? We can take your call now, Josh. Step <laughs> child with this application now. Like every time, it's like, what's up? We don't really want him to speak. <laughs> oh shit! Like he, maybe he'll figure out that we don't want him to speak. We'll just keep kicking him out of the room. Uh, but I have a non-hypothetical situation. So say you go to a parade, and the Republican. Uh, candidate for governor uh, decides to participate in the parade and he flies a whole bunch of blue lives matter flag services matter flags all the flags what? including yeah he he flew all he flew the flags all the flags including including he including the confederate flag and uh when i saw the confederate flag i called them stupid motherfuckers is that defamation or libel i i want a legal opinion i think that that's just just you know on the on the street kind of you know that's like spitting on the side of the street and for an anarchist it's just another day at the at the movies did you mean to say a republican was doing that no i don't know who it was he didn't indicate who was doing oh no this, it was a republican it, it was oh, an it was Eastern a republican Oregon. In, uh, he's running right. for governor or something, and uh, so this was his Jeep float, and it included a Confederate flag. And I just... Why on earth would well, it include I just, a blue... I, I objected vehemently to it being flown. And uh, everybody around me was like, hey, we have kids here. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I... <laughs> I I mean, it's not the best choice. I would not have, you know, I wouldn't have gone like full Dukes of Hazard or something. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna rock a, a Confederate flag, at least like bring out something like some some artifact of the past, like you know, put it on the General Lee so that it is associated with entertainment, benign entertainment. But you know, I, altogether, it's really. For today's showing, it's in extremely poor taste. Nobody has a sense of humor about it. Um, uh, of course, I grew up in the 80s when the Confederate flag was just, you know, kind of white noise. I didn't really have a, an opinion about it because I was an eight-year-old. So, <laughs> you know, I wasn't read into political discourse. I'm like, generally, you know. So, I... I and for the longest time, I thought that that was just exclusively that's a southernist issue. I didn't embrace it or or anything. It was just kind of you know su- stuff that's juggled out there with other things that are going on. You know, I was probably more interested in pink nail polish or action figures. 
uh, General Lee wasn't really a big, you know, a big magnet for my attention. Now, for other people, it had really huge gravity and huge social meaning. It just didn't, you know, it was just one of these things that kind of flew into my life and flew out of my life because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't identified necessarily with the South. I was like a, a I was kind of flying through because I was a military kid. and um, But it doesn't mean that it doesn't have meaning for other people. Um, since then, I've been totally told a lot of things about the, the Confederate flag and, and what it does mean. And and it's, it's still an artifact of the past. Regardless of what everybody will say to me, I, I, I haven't changed my opinion. It's an artifact of the past you know I, I pose no allegiance to it personally uh, but it does it does um, evoke certain things I have other things that I'm more sensitive about uh, for instance like if you're really sensitive about the confederate flag I'm going to be sensitive about say somebody um, talking garbage about uh, native native stuff and, and talking about like you know, germ blankets, like it's a big... And that is, I mean, so we live right next, and essentially we're on stolen land, we all are, but um, we're we're right next to the Confederated Tribes Unitary Indian Reservation for this parade. Um, that flag has not been flown here, I think, that openly, especially by a representative, but I mean, it's... It's it's red meat for the base. I recognize that. Um, I rose to the bait, uh, made a fool out of myself. The person I invited to the parade was like, I don't really want to do parades with you anymore. Um, and uh, but <laughs> probably because you were participating in the in the character assassination stuff. And see, that's that's well, part of it. Well, is that, you know, I mean, people... boss hogs are not supposed to be alive and well. Like, I mean, and I, I don't want them to think that they're going to to be able to roll through a, a small town that doesn't need more racial tension and stir it up because it's fun for them. You, you know, know I, I, I really begin to, I wish racism, I, I hate to say this, but I really wish racism would go back to the level of people just farting in an elevator. <laughs> Everybody is like, Oh my God sucked. And they just want to get away from it as soon as possible. And, um, but they, they don't. You know, they they just they just they want to make it a a big deal, and they want it to go on and on and on. Um, so let me see here. I tried to bring Nate up to the speaker column so that he could stay up there and continue talking. Derek left. I'm sorry, Derek, because he wasn't muted. He could have spoke at any time. Um, I'd like to speak. So would anybody else like to to come up here and at least give two two thoughts about how they would participate? I invited Charlie to talk about how this impacts platforms because defamation is happening and character assassinations are happening, um, but they're in a delicate position um, as a platform. So you know, I, I techni did... technical platforms they have to. Sorry, I'm just gonna um, finish my thought here. Uh, sorry. They have to. Um, they're dragged into arbitration because they have records, but they also, you know, are told, well, because it happened on your platform, you're a participant, 
and that's not necessarily so. I think people should always be accountable for their personal communication and for what they they think and believe. You know, if you if you stand by what you say, um, if you say a defamatory thing, and you commission a character assassination, or your group commissions a character assassination, then you and your group should be accountable for the def- defamation and defamatory acts. And they actually are the ones who should carry the risk. That's my opinion. Um, but for now, uh, I would, I'm hoping that somebody from the technical field, like Charlie, uh, will talk about their experience, what it's like being kind of in the crosshairs or kind of in that delicate position. So uh, go ahead, Nate. I'm going to just put Loki in the speaker queue. I, I actually, I sorry, I got, uh, I got cut or I had to leave the room for a moment. I didn't get to hear what Joshua had said. Um, it sounded, I don't know if he, what exactly he was referring to, but I heard not wanting to encourage, uh, you know, people who are racist. It, 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 for a moment, made me think of the, you know, when the Nazis wanted to march and the, um, who was it? The, the eight, was it the ADL? No. Uh, basically, you know, these uh, Jewish individuals, I think that was with the Anti-Defamation League, uh, right. argued for them. Or what was it? Mis- was it? Now, the Mis- Anti-Defamation League is, is a group of people who are trying to, to keep uh, keep Jewish people protected. That's what, what, I, the, that's what I understand. That's my 70s, understanding. What was the incident in the 70s where the Nazis wanted to march, mm-hmm. and it turned out it was the... <clears throat> gosh, I'm trying to remember the... This was a big deal, and it ended up being that the the leaders of this group were Jewish, and they argued for the Nazis being able to march because of freedom of speech. They wanted yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was, was kind uh, of one of those civil libertarian um, bulwarks. It might have been. Um, I can't remember the lawyer who did this, but there uh, there were several. Um, civil libertarian Jews who did exactly that. They like they they believed in parity. They believed that you know if this this person, regardless of how reprehensible their speech is, it should be allowed because um, I need my speech, my legal speech, to be regarded. And um, and I, I gen genuinely believe that I genuinely believe that if I want to say things that people disagree with um, when it's non-controversial then it should be allowed but you know I think we're going to have to just walk away from racist speech run away from it uh, but it, it just understand that it's going to happen that you know if we want a free society we're going to yeah, there will be offensive moments, and I recognize that. I have tolerated some offensive moments. I tolerated some offensive moments this weekend, but you know, I don't want to hem free speech. I don't want to live without free speech for myself, or you, or anyone else because uh, of an of an offensive person. Because I, if I stifle the offensive person, then um, I won't have speech in the long run, and. So, Loki, you're up. Why aren't you talking? <laughs> yeah, sure, I could talk over people like some of these other guys. But... No. Yeah, thank you for tagging me in. I um, 
Yeah, in, in my mind, racism is intellectual laziness because in, in order to understand... Well, I mean, the topic to isn't racism. The topic is, is character assassination. Right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll bridge that. Just give me a sec, all right? Um, but all... I would say all racism requires character assassination because you ha you have to make assumptions about a whole group of people a whole group of people that are, right that okay negative, that are negative in order to perpetuate this and I think like tribalism is inevitable in my mind but racism it's is out more there, or less yeah. an artificial construct that was that's been used by different ruling elites to get people to fight each other because. You know, before Irish and black people, you know, in the colonial days were they were both poor and treated like shit. So they were teaming up to, you know, fight fight against, you know, wealthy landowners and, and stuff. Yeah, and, people uh, who were monarchs. Exactly. <laughs> Feudal lords. <laughs> yeah, the monarchs that try to get away from the other monarchs. Yeah, who, who were stealing their labor and stealing their, their you know, they, they had rights to to land and to be where they are but then they were overpowered by these 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 unique militaries and then forced to use them for labor and and enslaved them and that's not okay yeah and also like most people that describe themselves as racist or or whatever the you you ask them if they've actually had a personal experience with this race they be Excuse me. They make assumptions about, and usually the answer is no. And if it's yes, it's usually um, like ten per people from one race beat the shit out of them when they were in high school. In that case, I understand why you're racist. But you get a you get a pass on you know feeling racism for a moment when other people treated you in a racist manner and beat the shit out of you. You know what I mean? No matter what color they are. So. It's, you know, the, the feeling that comes from that is understandable, but we as people have to learn how to gain perspective and move beyond stuff like that and not assume that the whole group of people are like those people that attacked us just because of skin color and stuff. And even on a DNA level, there's people like some like you would think that two darker skin people would have closer DNA to each other, but sometimes a light-skinned person, uh, you know, a more European-looking person and, you know, and an African person can have more genetic similarities than two... Uh, I think we're getting people. lost here, bro, yeah. and, and I'll tell you why. It's because this the, it doesn't change anything. A character assassination is based on what that person has done or mischaracterizing a person... Uh, you know, attributing bad acts to a person who did nothing. It's false accusations. It's its mischaracterizations, completely distorting um, the perception well, around a person, okay. that sort of thing. I get you. Yeah, in this way, these are more, this is more kind of like the art of uh, psyop in a way, or, yeah, like I say, character assassination. It's been around for a while, trying to ruin people's reputation trying to embarrass people in public trying to make people look bad it's it's been around yeah around i mean and, and that's the whole point of it i think that the media has a duty to not carry defamation to to the public and that's where they're falling down um they're they're but carrying a lot of defamation right. rhetoric directly to the public 
and the public no longer trusts them because they're not vetting their sources. They're not they're not trying anymore to say this is an open-faced character assassination. Okay? They are just carrying the water for for certain political tribalists. And that that's one of the reasons why most people won't trust them and and you know other other times people are just kind of persuaded wrongly for every you know for every eight people who are you know told a thing you know there will be a couple of them who actually believe a wrong thing and so for those two people who are persuaded wrongly you're going to have to work pretty hard to get the facts back into queue um, you're gonna have to show them some stuff, so that's that's why debates are important. That's why uh, contrapositive and making the the accused prove themselves. If they run away and and they're an invisible accuser, who's a coward, who hides behind an emergency mask, okay, which has been done. Like they'll call nine one one and and sick a person on a on an innocent person and say stuff about them and say that there's a crime happening when there isn't one. <clears throat> They've used the, the public resources to to slander and attack a person who's done nothing wrong. You can't say a person has done a criminal thing, okay, when you are not a, a vehicle of law enforcement. Okay, if you do that, that's slander. That's defamation. Okay? Now, I mean, yes, racism is bad, you know, I have been on the receiving end of some racism, you know, but that's not the point. The point is that a character assassination is is when you, you say something about a person that is untrue. It is distorted. It is unfactual. It is not true. And then you make it seem like it is true. Uh, it is a form of dis- misinformation, disinformation. But mostly, um, the person on the receiving end the the accused does not get to come back and and speak for themselves it's just a one-sided attack so um i think that the way that the media has portrayed this is is particularly awful and um you know we've been on here for almost an hour uh tomorrow there will be more of this tomorrow hopefully i have more for you um, I just sure. want to go over some questions really quick. I'll, I'll sum that up. I think you're saying it's trial. It's trial without representation. Like they, yes. they put themselves as judge, jury, and moral, or you know, moral executioner, executioner. Yes. Yeah. And that's really none of their business as as journalists. But I. But what I think you're kind of you're putting too much air into is how. How many people respect the mainstream media? Or oh, yeah. <laughs> I, like, but at, at this point, at this point, they've already shit out all their credibility. You know, they've what little they had. They're really just like I don't know. They're not keeping it up. It's barely even holding by a thread, if it's there at all. Well, the the purpose of this broadcast, and I'll just just recap it. Um, I wanted to say. Uh... All right, so here are the questions, and I'm going to go over if I can get them answered tomorrow. Has assassination campaigning become cheaper and more, therefore more prevalent as a result of, say, data breaches? You know, these, these data breaches are out there. 
more people have clandestine access to, to this information, um, they can buy it on the black market and behave uh, behave badly with it. Um, also, social media has made negative has it made negative campaigning easier. You know, misinformed negative campaigning easier. Does that make defamation any less prosecutable? I don't think so. But if it's if it's really rampant, that's like you know having lower law enforcement. You know, like not as much law enforcement to to. But, you know, it just, just depends. Like, there's not a lot of people who know, really know how to deftly execute a negative political campaign. I wouldn't say they're just rolling around on trees all over the place. Um, there's only a certain segment who really has that skill set. So, all right. And so we're, we're calling out cancel culture. But what cancel culture really is, it's negative campaigning that's do- driven by a non-government actor with an economic policy agenda or some other policy agenda, and they they need to vilify the other one. So, do they legally have the right to castigate an entire group of people? I'm going to say no, but it is a leading question so that somebody can bring up the argument, you know, so if this person were to be in court, what would they say? Um, Also, given that the answer is no, can then a grievance-afflicted group file a class-action lawsuit to assert their claims of mass defamation. Also, what is the role of crisis PR when it comes to that entire group of people targeted unlawfully by a political cult or a single-issue campaign? So those are the things I hope to get answered the next like day or so. So, Loki, thank you for joining. I'm going to take the two people who have not been up. I'm going to... Um... hang up. <laughs> Thanks for joining! Okay, I'm going to make an invite to speak, and then Bloody, we're going to make you the next caller, and then Brady, we're going to also invite you to speak so that you get a chance, and then we got to we gotta get out of here. we got to get out of here. <clears throat> Bloody! I'm, I'm going to have to deviate. I'm going to have to disagree with you. Oh, sometimes okay. You have, sometimes you do have to character assassinate. And the reason is, in order to stop certain movements on the spot, nip it, nip it, nip it at the bud, you need you need to have a second identity, throw the information into the group, cause a lot of doubt, set it up so nicely with those. Just look at them and say, "This is dirtbag." We never asked that. We never asked that about Shayla. She's against. She's against social credit. She's anti-gay. She's anti-transphobe. Uh, um, <laughs> she's a transphobe. She's a homophobe. She's this phobe, she's xenophobe, she's anti-climate change. She rejected that guy from the, what was that thing, EOJ, EPA? That's her audience members, that's not Shayla. I just throw it in there. Next thing you know, nobody comes to your business. And who the hell did it? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. And we got her. If she's not on our side, then we gotta destroy her. That, that's what the left. Is that, that's that's the characters. Everybody, that was the, that was the live relay of what. And I'm a natural. I'm a natural. <laughs> I'm a natural. Because I've done it at work, and at work. Oh, I have to don't do somebody, it, bloody! It's defamation. You can't do that. It's not. No, it's not. I know. Legal. Look, look I'll, look. I'll tell you. It hurts me more than it hurts them. You know what? We just talked like, about that. That rationalization. Uh, it's in the it's in the the mix here. That rationalization, I had to do it. I had to do it. I had to and do it. I had to take them out. Do it. It is yes. not legal. You can go to court. You'll be in trouble. 
what, what about what about what about this? You're working in my case, right? I work with more. Ah! Lottie, come to the speaker queue. Okay, there you go. Now we can all talk together. And then and then we're gonna take Brady, and then we gotta go. Okay. Then we gotta go. Uh, just one more minute, and I'll, I'll be done. And what did I do? I outed somebody. I dared out somebody, and I didn't know you could not do that. What did you out I, them I, for? Their lifestyle, gay. I oh, do. Let oh, me out that's, you. oh, that's not really. Let a good me thing out to you, do. bro. Let me be the man to out you. I'll be there next to you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid for what you are, what you stand up for. We'll be there for you. Just come out, damn it! It's October. Coming out month. Come out. Oh, bloody! That's, oh, that's like, really like not that. good. You, see, you gotta be. You gotta be that guy that gets dirty like Trump in the mud. You gotta uh, be. No, 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 you don't. Because <laughs> if you do it like, like, like pol- the politicos that he hires. By the way, I think he's got a really shitty crisis comms team. They want him to maximize his press presence, but they're not really doing anything for him. To, to manage or tone down this this uh, this legal crisis. When, that is, when is he not him. in crisis? Like he is the worst. Yeah, and victim that's the whole ever. point: is to make himself look or to appear as a victim in this. Okay, if he actually is a victim, he needs to start fighting back adequately and in victims don't get $250,000 allowances at 13 well I mean we're just gonna go there okay he, he the because what's happening is that it's not just about him anymore now his spray is like all of my people all of these United States citizens who decided to support me in in the election so there's this spray of criminality towards people who are just voters you know the the depth of their commitment to donald trump was like i checked the box one time in november a couple years ago okay and that's the depth of their commitment to donald trump after that donald trump if he got in power would have more to do in the form of a public job but he didn't get that job joe biden got that job no one will contest this today because who is the president of the United States who was inaugurated? It was Joe Biden, and he has now got the job. So, I mean, this this election-denying and criminalization of people who are election de- deniers and all this other garbage, like, that was Hillary's camp a couple years ago, and now it is Trump's camp. Every election somebody loses and the losers are like it's a travesty every single time okay but the intolerance and the tone towards people who challenge elections is really changing and um and it's 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 uh i gotta take some stuff from brady hey brady what's going on i'm glad you're having this conversation about Defamation and cancellation on the left. It's like, I've noticed the weirdest thing lately. It's like, I'm really you mean good character at... assassination. You know, because they both do it. I'm saying like all the parties, all the parties do it. They're gonna yeah. use that bad negative campaigning right now, and that's why I'm choosing now to do it because we got 56 days less of this crap. And hey, so be it. If someone's doing something bad, I think it's good that they get called out for it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, as long as, as, long as it's, it's true. true. Yeah, as long as it's true, exactly. And um, 
I get a lot of pushback from the left, actually, almost as much as I do from the right. Um, it's just really weird to me. Um, I would expect more like um, support from my fellow lefties, but I actually get more support from guys like Vlad. <laughs> it's crazy. It's Today, wild. but obviously he's he's uh, in favor of using dirtbag tactics, and I'm trying to persuade him to not use illegal means. Don't do that, Vladdy. Don't do that. That's illegal. Um, it's illegal. There's all kinds of illegal things that are really great to do. So not a great touchstone of uh, morality. <laughs> yeah, not not a not a paragon of, of, of the pinnacle of humanity. So, I mean, we just got to get through this the next several days. But I just want to be accountable to my fellow human beings. Um, don't sit around and tolerate you know, bullying or mischaracterizations of other people unduly. If there is something true to be said, let it be said and let it be challenged. Um, but yeah. if it's not true, please don't give it any more airspace. Just just get away from it. Don't don't give it more more fuel. Don't participate. Don't retweet it. Don't don't get along with it. Don't try to you know people people want to to stir the mud. Right now, because it's political season. Make sure it's fake before you ignore it. (laughs) You know, this is the problem we have with Hunter. You know, even sometimes when when we were just talking about this. Now, the applied idea of calling someone a criminal when you are not law. Okay, if you have evidence and have not filed a charge, um, you could could put yourself in actually risk position in legal jeopardy. So I'm trying to get more information about that. I have to go. This has been an excellent show. I'm glad for everybody who came in and stopped by. Um, it's been an excellent program. We're going to keep it going tomorrow. This has been the Unsanctioned Citizen. I can't believe we did an entire hour, 10 minutes. All right, you guys are great. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access Unsanctioned Citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio podcasts, and call in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.